Welcome to the UND Chi Alpha podcast, a podcast for shaping students that are changing culture. Great to be back, guys. If you didn't know, I wasn't here last week. Sad not to be here at Chi Alpha. I was at my grandfather's funeral in California, but I'm happy to be back in the great state of North Dakota. I love this state. Best state out of the 50, for sure. Um, yeah, I hear some groans. You, you, are, you are North Dakota born and bred. You, you don't know. But um, it's great to be back with you guys. I'm happy to be here. And, you know, I listened to Pastor David's uh, sermon uh, last week. And, man, what a great sermon, Pastor David. Thank you for sharing just on marriage. Can you just honor him? That was did a fantastic job. Uh, so thank you for sharing, man. Love listening to that over our podcast. If you didn't know, UND Chi Alpha, we have a podcast, Spotify, Apple, whatever the heck you can, like, if you miss service, you can listen in. So I was, I was a beneficiary of the podcast. So thank you for sharing, David, about uh, just marriage and really how marriage is meant to make us holy, not just happy, but holy. And so that was a great understanding uh, for us to learn last week. And now, this week, we're maybe going to take a step back little backtrack because before you get married, you got to date someone first, or at least, I guess ideally, maybe, uh, you should date someone before you get married. Um, by God's grace, you, you should um, these days. So we're going to talk about healthy dating uh, this week. And, and from a Christian perspective, you know, we're going to be approaching this from a Christian perspective. Okay, and so if you're in this room, you maybe don't call yourself a believer in Christ yet. This is just something, you know, from a Christian's perspective, maybe some wise things to consider uh, when we're dating. Um, All right, so we're going to talk about this thing. And and really, from a Christian perspective, the purpose of of dating is marriage. Okay, the purpose of dating is marriage. Um, And a quote for you guys to just uh, maybe be reminded of or think about as we're talking about this is, we want to be motivated to make it to marriage, right? We, so we want to be motivated in our dating to make it to marriage by dating as wise and as holy as possible. Because if marriage, uh, this beautiful thing of marriage, is something that's meant to make you and your spouse more holy, then in the same way, dating, just in a different way, it's meant to make you more holy. It is, it is meant to be done in a wise way, in a holy way. Am I kind of loud or am, am I good? Do you get thumbs up if I'm a little, okay, uh, I'm, I'm feeling good? Okay, sweet. I'm not blowing out your eardrums? Good. That's great. Um, so in the same way, we want to date as wise and as holy as possible, okay? And even, uh, did you know that even though the motivation of dating is to be married, just because you start dating someone doesn't mean you will be married to them. Okay, just because you start dating someone in Chi Alpha doesn't mean it's locked and loaded. You're going to get married for sure. Um, just want to give you a little reality check there. Um, so just don't, and don't feel, if you start dating someone, don't feel pressured just because, oh, I'm in the Chi Alpha relationship. Everyone knows we're, we're dating. We better get married or else. No, I release you. If it, man, if, if it's not something that's, that's working out, tell them. Be honest, man. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, maybe how to break up in a healthy way too. But really, we need to date as if we are going to make it, and date as if we won't make it either, which means we need to do it in a wise way, in a way that is wise. So how can we date in a wise way, and how can we date in a healthy way? There's two things we can do that we'll dive into. One is by setting good boundaries, and two is by pacing the relationship, okay? So we can date in a healthy and a wise way by having good boundaries and by pacing the relationship, Okay, so these are the two main things we're going to kind of talk about tonight. So uh, kind of a a scripture for us to be thinking of. This is, I'd I'd say, an overarching maybe theme or something that should just be on our mind as we're going through these different things is Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. It says this, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish. But understand what the Lord's will is. All right? So be very careful how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. So being wise is something that we must be careful. We need to consider it is what the scripture is saying. You don't just come out the womb and you're wise. You come out the womb and you're kind of a fool. Okay? You are a little baby. You don't know left from right. You are a defiant little creature. 
when you come out of the womb. And so really, biblically, wisdom is something that we have to be careful of, that we have to consider. It's something that's intentional. That's why we come together, and that's why we want to talk about these things, because some of these things, you may have never considered some of these, these things. And that's okay. That's, I'm glad that you're here in this room if you've never considered any of these things. But we must be very careful of how we live, not as unwise, but as wise. When we don't consider how we live, we will live in an unwise way. Amen? So we must consider uh, uh, to live wise. We must consider it, all right? So um, we're going to go into the three types of boundaries, okay? So there's three types of boundaries that we should be privy to. This is probably not an exhaustive list, but maybe three core ones that could be important for you. So the three types of boundaries are spiritual, emotional, and physical. Spiritual, emotional, and physical. So within the boundary section, right, we're going to split it into three subsections and talk about these three things, all right? So let's talk about, right, we're talking about being wise today, having wisdom. Um, Why should we establish boundaries in anything? Like, why should there be rules in anything in general? It's because, you know, there's a quote here that says, you don't protect what you don't value. So boundaries, you don't protect what you don't value. The inverse of that is if you protect something, it shows that you value it. Uh, When I, I lock my car because I value my car, I need to get from point A to point B. I lock my home because there are a lot of very valuable items in my home. So I put boundaries around my home. I put a lock on my door. I didn't install it myself. I did one time in California when my little brother forgot the key to the Airbnb and we had to drill in a whole new, that's a whole another story for another day. But, uh, (laughs) you know, we we put locks on things if we value it. So in the same way, you know, in our relationships, we should have some boundaries in them if we actually value the other person, okay? If that other person is valuable to us, we should have boundaries because boundaries show that you value yourself, first of all, and your own self-worth, and it shows that you value others and you're not just a taker. You want to get as much as you can from the person and discard them. So, we want to protect what we value. And as a body of believers, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we need to value each other. We need to love each other and care for each other and uh, not just take what we can and then discard. That is the way of the world, not the way of Jesus. So even in our dating relationships, we must be thinking in the same way. Um, how can I honor this person, right? Like, like I talked above, how can I date in a way that is wise um, in a way that is healthy and holy? as well. So, um, just a little preface here, and then I'll pray. You know, as we're talking about these different boundaries and maybe some of these things, you might feel like, oh man, like everything Judas said I should do, I'm doing the opposite. This is not a sermon to come and say, you're awful, you're horrible, what a rotten, dirty person you are. This is, as I was thinking of this sermon and praying, praying over it and thinking about you guys, I was just filled with such a deep love for all of you. You know, this, this sermon is, you know, we need to say the hard things uh, because these things help you grow. And I think uh, there's a scripture that talks about that wounds from a friend can be trusted, okay? And so if you, if there's like a little like sting, like some of these kind of sting, it's okay. It's a wound from a friend. I love you guys. I'm your pastor. I care about you. I pray for you often, uh, basically every day. And so um, as you're, as you're thinking of some of these things, you know, don't let it, don't let the devil come in and shame you and make you feel condemnation, make you feel like you're dumb and stupid and how could you, but instead let the Holy Spirit come in and let him lovingly convict you, you know, let him lovingly convict you. And if there's things that you're like, oh man, I'm just not doing that. I'm doing the opposite. Underline it. Put a little red highlight. I don't know. Do something to kind of bring attention as you're looking back over your notes at the end of the sermon when you reflect um, if the Holy Spirit's kind of poking and prodding at your heart in certain boundaries or certain things and, uh, you know, behaviors, I want you to encourage you. That, that's a good thing. That means the Holy Spirit knows you and he's speaking to you. Don't let the devil twist that into shame and into condemnation and feeling like you're awful because you guys aren't. You're here. You want to grow. And I love you guys. And that's why we're talking about these things. All right. So let me pray. So thank you, Lord, uh, for today. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would speak through me, God, that you would open up every single heart tonight to just receive this message that's from you, God. So would you God my words and would you be in this room? In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. So first, let's talk about spiritual boundaries, all right? First, let's talk about spiritual boundaries. Remember, we're going to talk about three of them, spiritual, emotional, and physical. So first, spiritual. 
Um, really, I thought the best way maybe to start our conversation about this is just getting some examples of maybe what some poor spiritual boundaries would be and maybe what some wise or good spiritual boundaries would be. Because um, this might be a little bit maybe confusing or there might be some gray area here. So I'll do that first and then maybe I'll explain some more. Sound good? So an example of maybe some poor spiritual boundaries with your boyfriend or girlfriend, right? Remember, our conversation is about healthy dating. So in the assumption that you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, these would be poor spiritual boundaries. Praying together that God will bless your future marriage and praying for your kids, unborn children together that you're apparently going to have together. Probably a poor spiritual boundary. I'll explain why later. Praying over that person's super deep heart hurt that they haven't told anyone but you. Being completely reliant on your significant other for spiritual growth. So I want to talk about these. These, these ones might sound silly, um, but actually these are things that, may, that people have done that I, that I maybe know, just praying over like their future marriage and praying over kids. These things are unwise. These would be unwise spiritual boundaries because it puts unneeded pressure on each other to become engaged and to become married no matter what. Okay, it's just it's just not a good thing. It's not a, a it's a very unwise thing to just assume that yep this is going to work out for sure. Um, we don't want to put that pressure on someone else uh, when it comes to praying over a future marriage or praying over your your kids together. It's a wise thing to do to pray over your future marriage, not with that person, but just with whoever God, whoever I'm going to get married to. I pray that my, our marriage would be amazing and that you would bless it. Um, but no names involved. Um, you can pray over your future kids that are unborn, but just don't pick a specific person you're going to make that baby with, like a, like an unknown, like whoever I'm going to have this baby with, like I pray that my, ch my child will be blessed and that I'll be a good father to them and whatever, X, Y, Z. That's a wise thing to do. Um, so those are a couple just maybe silly, um, you know, spirit, poor spiritual boundaries. Let's talk, let's talk about some good spiritual boundaries, all right? Um, Praying before you go on a date together that the Holy Spirit would be there with you and would help you both have a holy date. That's a very wise thing to do. That's a very like spiritual thing you can do together with the person you're dating. I actually would very much encourage that. Uh, praying over each other, you know, that a test would go well. Uh, praying peace over that person if they're feeling stressed out about something. Maybe it's about that test. Maybe it's just about a situation, whatever. Um, that's great. Pray over each other. That's totally fine in the right way. Um, you can discuss what you're learning in your separate small groups together. That'd be awesome. Like, how are you growing? Um, I'd, I'd encourage you guys, you know, assuming you're dating, like, read the Bible together on a date. That's a fantastic date. That's a great spiritual boundary. You're not breaking any boundaries uh, there or being unwise in any way there. Um, so really, you guys, think of it like this, spiritual boundaries. It's practicing healthy habits you'd want in your marriage, right? Like praying together, reading the word together, but doing them in a way that, is accommodating and wise for your season of life, of dating, okay? So the way that you pray over your person that you're dating is gonna be much different than the way I pray over my wife, May, because we are married, you know, signed and sealed, whatever, and delivered, and uh, like <laughs> we just know each other in a deeper way. We have deeper access to each other's hearts. Um, we know deeper things of each other, maybe past struggles, past hurts, whatever. Um, and so we're going to pray for each other in a different way and function in a different way spiritually than you would in your dating relationship. Now, as you, you know, grow in your dating relationship and maybe you're approaching engagement, okay, like these things are maybe going to change and maybe increase and maybe the things you pray about are, are different and maybe a little bit deeper. But when it comes to like, you know, you, you've been dating for like a week or so. Like, just don't go too deep too fast. That's the rule of thumb here, okay? Does that make sense to you guys? Just be wise um, and don't put any unneeded or weird pressure on that other person that, that they don't need and they don't want and that you don't need and you don't want, all right? So spiritual boundaries, again, all of this is, guys, consider what would be wise, how to live wise and not in a way that is unwise. Really, this is just a wisdom thing, okay? Um, and I want to encourage you every single you know, this is our whole, framing our whole conversation as well, these different boundaries and things we're going to talk about. This is, tonight I'm giving you a blueprint, and you, you go in and you build the house and you customize it, you know, according to your relationship and according to your specific season of life that you're in, okay? So I just want to tell you that as well. So that's just a little thing on spiritual boundaries. We'll move on to emotional boundaries, okay? So five things to consider in our emotional boundaries, um, 
One, family. Two, your past. Three, your future. Four, your time. And then five, I love you. Okay? Five things to consider. Five emotional uh, things to consider would be those. So one, let's talk about family. What do I mean when uh, an emotional boundary with family? Um, again, this is wisdom. It's probably not wise for you, you know, to bring your little lover, lover of one week to like your family's house, to your parents' house, uh, because it just like, we need to just like figure, again, it's unneeded pressure on that person, okay? And then they get to know your mom and dad. They start to love your mom and dad. They start to love your dog and your cat and your hamster. And then when you break up two weeks later, there's just these, there's just like these, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's, that sucks. Man, uh, that was, that was rough. <laughs> This is not speaking from personal experience, thankfully. Um, but, but now there's all now over all of a sudden there's like these heartstrings that are attached to family that you just really didn't need to like do. Like once you're kind of feeling like this person is someone that man, I'm, we're really like getting to know each other super well, and we're we're really considering a future together. That'd be a wise time to maybe bring them home, introduce them to the family formally. I'm not saying you can you sh- uh, you should tell your parents that you're dating someone. I'm saying it's a different thing bringing little love of love home, you know, like for the Christmas, okay? Like that's a whole different thing, okay? So just consider that. It's wisdom. Um, I actually had to consider that. I started dating May, December 15th, 2018. Um, and my, my mom maybe sometimes doesn't have the most emo- wise emotional boundaries. And my mom's like, you should bring her to the home. You should bring her to Christmas. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to because I just was like, I... I didn't know if this thing was going to work out. Like, I don't want to attach heart. I don't want, I didn't, again, I was trying to protect May and protect her heart, value, you protect what you value. And so in a way, I wanted to protect May's heart because my family is awesome. And people just love, okay, like I'll say it with confidence. I, I love my family. They're awesome. And when people meet my family, they're like, man, like, I, and so just like, man, dreaming about being in that family and, and what the holidays could look like and all these things, like it can maybe just not be a wise thing to do that. Uh, to your significant other when you're so early in your relationship. So you want to protect them because that could really hurt someone if, you know, they they don't end up in the family. So again, it's a wisdom thing. Consider them. Try to protect. You protect what you value, okay? Think of it in that way. Next, uh, consider your past, an emotional boundary of your past. You don't need to share your entire, keyword entire testimony or like your life story or maybe some like hard moments in your life like the deep heart hurts. You don't need to share everything on that first date, okay? Or like that first week of dating. I'm not saying hide things from people, but I'm saying you can give them kind of the overarching view of this is kind of where I was, right? If you're like, okay, hey, I was in the party scene and kind of drinking and drugs and was in some sexually impure relationships, but like you don't need to go into like some, maybe some like depths of details of, of these different things, okay? Um, give, them, give them kind of the overarching thing. Um, and uh, as you get closer to engagement, you're probably going to start to discuss some of these deeper things that have gone on in your life that would be important for someone to know and be privy to, okay? Um, but it's just like, again, use wisdom, right? Like first date, don't scare someone off with like the depths of your heart. Like that is just, that's not wise. Um, and again, what, what's this, what this is doing, it's, it's like it's attaching your heart to this other person's heart and binding your hearts together in a really quick way when maybe you really gonna need to pace yourself out. I'll get to that later. Um, Next, your future. Consider your future, an emotional boundary of your future. So again, kind of similar thing we talked about in spiritual, but talking about what your kids could look like, um, using a baby generator app, might not be wise, like a week or two into dating. Just might not exactly. Yeah, someone's over here like, oh my goodness, you're crazy. People do it. People do it. You You might have done it, and there's no condemnation in the room. I love you. But just be wise, you guys. You should, um, so, so that's something just with your future, like, and, and, and even dreams, you guys, even like future dreams and like these things that the Lord has really put in your heart. Um, you don't need to go too deep, too fast with someone. Like take it one step at a time, I guess, is the wisdom there. Um, so that one, your future. For your time. Emo- another emotional boundary is your time, okay? Um, you shouldn't, disappear off the face of the planet once you start dating someone with all your friends and everyone. That is not wise, you guys. Um, I'm a married person, and I like I have the blessing and honor, mostly, 
uh, to see my wife every single day. You guys, when you're dating someone, you don't need to see little lover lover every single day, okay? Have healthy boundaries because what does time do? Time makes you just closer and binds your hearts together. Um, I'm kind of, man, I want to get into my other, like on pacing the relationship because it's all is intertwined. But you guys, the more time you spend with someone, the more fond you become of them and the closer you get, as well as this, um, your time, consider what time and when you hang out with, with your, I'll call them the lover lover, as I've been referring to them. R uh, consider that. It's probably not healthy or wise for you to hang out with them past midnight, okay? You're both tired, you're both extremely hormonal, and you have a, a strong sex drive, and like that's just not a good combination there. Be wise about the, you know, how much time you're spending and when that time is spent and where that time is spent, okay? This is wisdom. Again, you protect, you should protect what you value, okay? So if you value that other person, you're going to protect their purity. You're going to protect their, their holiness and their, their walk with the Lord as they're trying to be holy to, you know, with the Lord. Uh, you should desire that same thing in your own life and for them. So be wise with your time. All right. Um, another one is this big three words. I love you. Okay. This is this is definitely a big emotional uh, boundary, a very emotionally tying thing. When you say I love you to someone, um, did you know Ephesians five two kind of describes what is the weight of this word I love you? Ephesians five two and walk in the way of love. So this is the way of love. It, it's this. Just as Christ loved us and gave Himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Love is much more than a feeling. Yes, it is a feeling that you have towards someone, but Christ models that true love is, man, a love that's willing to lay your life down for someone, a love that is willing to sacrifice your very life for them. Um, and I like to say that love, it's, it's, it's more than a feeling. It's a commitment to someone. When you're dating someone, uh, you, this, this is not a, a necessarily like a... A permanent commitment. You're hoping it will become a permanent commitment with it through engagement and then marriage. But um, I love you is definitely something that ties two hearts together. And then when it doesn't work out with said girl or guy, and they have said, I love you, that's just, that's tough things to deal with. I'm sure some of you even in this room have dealt with that, um, where someone has said, I love you to you, but then they break it off or they cheat on you or, or X, Y, Z. And man, that hurts, doesn't it? That's, that's a really rough place to be. And so I just want us to be wise with, this, with these words, I love you, because again, we protect what we value. We must value each other in this room. We must protect each other in this room. And so um, for me, this is just my story, and I'm not saying this is how you must do it. Again, this is a blueprint. You go in and you kind of decorate the house as you wish, but this could be a helpful blueprint for you in building your home of your relationship, your dating relationship. But that was a very uh, strong, hard boundary that I had with May when I started dating her. I said, hey, uh, just one thing I want you to know is I, I'm saving I love you for the person who's going to be my future wife. Um, so meaning that um, when, I get engage, when I get down on one knee and, and, get, and uh, get engaged with whoever that is, I will say I love you in that moment. Because for me, having that ring, you got the ring, you could, uh, cost a lot of money, like you got, went through all the things, like that's a commitment right there. Like you are showing I love you. Like I, more, it's more than a feeling, it's a commitment. I'm willing to lay my life down for you. So when I got engaged with May uh, and got down on one knee, that was the first time I ever said I love you to her, okay? Um, and that was a very important boundary for me because I wanted to protect her. I wanted to protect her heart because I know that could be a very difficult thing if someone's saying, I love you, and then they break up with you, and that's just confusing, isn't it? And it could be hurtful. And so for me, that was a very important boundary that I had. Um, again, it, if you're in this room, you said, I love you, or in your dating relationship, you say, I love you. This isn't a condemnation thing or a shame thing. This is just something that might be wise to consider, um, and I'm saying these things out of a place of love for you. Okay, so that is uh, those five emotional boundaries, Okay. Next, let's talk about physical boundaries, all right? So physical boundaries, let's start in Scripture here um, with Matthew 5, 27 through 30. Uh, it says, you have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. 
And if your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It it is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. So pretty strong words from Jesus there, wouldn't you say, in the book of Matthew. Um, So Jesus, in this moment, he is actually like upping the ante of like our, uh, of what holiness means as a believer in Christ. Because before it was like, if you committed adultery, meaning like you had sex outside of marriage or sex with someone who's not your spouse, you right? A man and a woman haven't like, if it wasn't in that context, that is adultery. Okay. And in the, like in the old Testament law, it was adultery. You know, if you committed any sort of sexual sin, you know, physical sexual sin in that way. Jesus is up in it and saying, even, even if you don't do anything physically, if, even if you look at a woman lustfully, you've committed adultery in your heart, okay? And so Jesus, he really sets the bar high in this area of purity and in this area of honoring our brother, or, you know, for you guys, your sisters in Christ, and for you women, honoring your brothers in Christ in this way. Um, and really, um, and, and, and there is, a, you know, it's better for you to gorge out your eye than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. It's better for you to cut a hand off than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. What Jesus is getting at here is that this is, guys, this is a grave sin. You know, like all sin is grave, but this is a sin that like we can commit and no one can even know. And no one can even know that we're committing it. And Jesus is saying, you, you need to just be careful of this one because it can be sneaky. It, it can sneak up on you and you can hide it really easy. And it's better for you to get rid of whatever's causing you to sin than in the end, you've deceived yourself and think you're following Jesus, but you're committing adultery in your heart all day, every day, right? It's, a, it's an important thing to consider. Um, so in the same way, uh, I guess I'll, a little maybe like caviar, or a little uh, tangent, I should say here. Um, in order to do this, in order to have a heart that is pure and honor our our brothers and sisters in Christ. We need the Holy Spirit. Jesus was saying all of this because he was like, he um, in this section, he's talking about essentially all these things that he was saying were only able to do it by the power of the Holy Spirit. Like that's the only way we can uh, be, I guess like, what are the words I'm looking for? I guess come come up to the bar that he's raised, right? Like come up to that level. The only way we can accomplish that is through the, is through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for letting me bumble a little bit there with my words. Um, so we need the Holy Spirit to empower us not to sin, all right? In this area of purity, in this area of physically honoring uh, the person that we're dating or we, we would like to date. So when we're thinking of, oh, this pra- so getting practical here when we're thinking about physical boundaries. We need to think locations, and we need to think about actions. Okay, we need to think locations and think actions. I kind of hit locations a little bit in some way, but let me hit it uh, here even further. So locations, the practical here with locations and physical boundaries is, uh, guys, just be what, don't go into your room in the pitch black alone with Lova Lova watching Netflix at midnight. Okay, is that that is on that is extremely an extremely unwise location. If you want to honor that person, if you want to live in a way where there is no like no room for sexual immorality in your life, okay, um, that's probably not very wise. First Corinthians six eighteen says this: flee from sexual immorality. All their sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. So flee sexual immorality, not like flee like away, the opposite direction, not towards it. You know, when you're putting yourself in that situation, dark room, pitch black, midnight, alone, whatever, Netflix, whatever streaming service you want to choose, not smart, not wise. Consider that, guys. Um, I know that might, you think like that, this is like nuts and bolts stuff, Judah, but like, guys, this is, um, this is something that, that we can struggle with, okay? Um, so... You know, there's a, like, let me tell a story here of just, like, how we can be wise with our locations. So, in the lighthouse, when I lived at the lighthouse, which is, like, a guy's, like, yeah, yeah let's go, baby. Good calling. Um, so, when I lived there, we had a rule because we wanted the best for each other in our dating relationships. We wanted each other to live in a way that was wise, healthy, and holy in our dating relationships. So, we had an open-door policy whenever a girlfriend came over. 
Meaning, if I were to take May into my room, I would have my door needs to be wide open just so if guys, it's not like guys are like just like sitting at my door like watching me like how you hey nope hey did you did you just did you just touch hands what like it, it wasn't it's not weird okay it's just more my the door's open just so like if a guy's like right walking around like going to the bathroom oh hey Judith hey May and like just keeping us accountable you know it, it it's just a little wisdom thing that 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 was very helpful for us um because when the door gets closed and you're alone in a room on a bed. Some, some things can happen, some hormones can start flying around, and um, some, some unwise activities can start to arise. So just be aware that flee from sexual immorality. Don't flee towards it, flee away from it, please. Um, again, a, a locations thing, uh, when you're thinking of dating. Uh, May and I, we started doing public-only dates for, uh, for a time because... When we were young and just very like we, we we like kissing each other too much, okay? We kissed each other too much, and I found and, and I was like, goodness gracious, I cannot control myself because I really like this person, okay? Just being real with you, we have we're young, we have hormones, sex drive, all that thing. It's 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 stuff that God's put in you, but you need to unwrap it at the right time, okay? Um, and use it at the right time. So we were kissing each other too much, and I was like. I got to do something about like this is not working. These private areas are not working. So we had a policy where we went on public only dates for like I think it's like six months. We were just like we're just stomping this out because we wanted we wanted to protect each other. We did want to live in a holy way that was honoring to God and others. And so um, that's what we did. We we only lived in um or not lived. We only dated <laughs> in public places for a time. And so do things. We'll, we'll talk more about setting boundaries and what that looks like. But that was a boundary that we had to set just because we were just kissing too much. All right. Um. So that's locations. Lo- next is actions when we're thinking about physical boundaries. Okay. Actions. Um. So the the perfect segue maybe into like actions is, is that story with me and I, I kind of said it already, but uh. You know, we were kissing each other too much, and we we should have had a boundary earlier in our relationship um, about like just kissing in general. Like we did, like I thought that I could handle kissing May and not lust in my heart, and I was sorely mistaken. Okay, very sorely mistaken. And so, um, after falling into sin in this area, like kissing really, making out, kissing too long with each other. I was like, man, we just, like, I want to honor God. Like, I, I need to stop this. Like, I really like you, but we just need to stop, okay? And so, and, and May was of the, of the same spirit kind of thing. And so what we did, actions, we, we actually had a no kissing boundary for a while, too. We were on, like, a double, like, a double whammy, like, only public dates, no kissing. Like, but that's what we needed in that season because we had maybe, like, gone too, like, <coughs> gone too far too quick or just, like, we just weren't honoring each other in our minds, I think was the more of the thing for me. Like I was lusting in my heart, okay? Lusting in your heart. We weren't doing anything like overtly, I guess, like sexual in that time. Um, but it was mostly, it was for me, it was in my heart. And I just like, guys, we got to protect our hearts, okay? We have to protect our hearts in this way and, and protect the other person's heart too. Um, and so actions, it could be wise for you to maybe have some sort of kissing boundary with the, with the person that you're dating. I know some people um, wait until they are married on wedding day. That's the first time they kiss and like, bless you. That is amazing. I'm glad that people do that. Um, I didn't and maybe I wish I did because we, we struggled. Uh, out of all the boundaries, physical boundaries was the, was the one that I struggled the most in and I fell into sin the most in uh, because I thought that, well, you know, I'm a super holy, awesome Christian and I can handle this. And uh, really, I was deceiving myself, and I should have had some some better boundaries in this area of physical boundaries to honor her and to honor myself and to honor the Lord. Um, so uh, maybe just the overarching overarching thoughts when it comes to physical boundaries. Um, like, Judah, when is like, and again, the, 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 you're already on the wrong track if you're thinking this way. Like, when, wh- wh- how far is too far, Judah? You're already on the wrong track, brother, my brother in Christ. Uh, but boys... You have a natural indicator of when you're probably crossing that boundary and it goes up and down when you get excited, okay? So just, it's maybe your, your thermostat. Be careful. Boys, you know. I don't know how it is for girls. I don't know how that works. But lads, you know how that works. So you know when you're crossing boundaries, okay? It can be from a peck on the cheek. And that the, 
Okay? Like, just be <laughs> Sorry. Like, a guy's heart is fragile. And, like, it's a, you need to be, like, careful. We need to be careful, men, is what I'm saying. And we have an indicator of when we're probably crossing boundaries. So, again, the question to ask as we reeled in here, sorry, I'm getting too real with you. Maybe just real enough. Um, the, question, the question to ask is not how, how far can I go, it's how holy can I date, okay? The question is not how far can I go, the question is how holy can I date, okay? Like, date with radical holiness in mind, okay? Date with radical holiness in mind. And you guys, if some, speaking to the ladies here, if some boy is not willing to honor your request for physical boundaries, then that boy doesn't value you. He just wants to take something from you for his gain and his own pleasure. He doesn't, he doesn't value you. He's not protecting you. No way. Real men of God protect what they value. They don't exploit what they value. Real women of God protect what they value. They don't exploit what they value. Know that you are extremely valuable. Don't let anyone, don't let anyone take advantage of you and exploit you for what you have to offer. Okay? Give it to the right person at the right time, which is your spouse in a marriage between a man and a woman. Do it then. And do it often by the, by the grace of God. I don't care. Like, do it a lot. But um, do it in the right way. Don't let... <laughs> goodness. So, yeah. You guys, we... <laughs> goodness gracious. So, last takeaways here. So, some final takeaways for physical boundaries, okay? Some final takeaways for physical boundaries is this. Um, or just in general. Boundaries in general. Boundaries in general. Excuse me. Uh, so, take... Take these things at a slow pace um, to just figure out who this other person is, okay? To figure out if there's any, like, deal breakers, if there's any, like, red flags. You don't want to go too deep, too fast. That's kind of something we've been talking about. Never lower your standards for someone you want to date or are dating. Never lower your standards. I always say go to the highest common denominator in your, like, boundaries, so when you have a list of kind of some physical boundaries, emotional and spiritual, whatever the highest common denominator is, meaning the most holy list, you, you, you go to that one, not the lowest common denominator, not like the least holy list, okay? Um, and if that person that you're interested in or wants to date you, <laughs> um, if, if that person isn't willing to raise the bar to date you, then he's not even worth dating, Okay? He's not, yeah, exactly. You know what it is, Kate. He's doing a little snaps back there. Like, he, then he's not worth dating, okay? Because um, he, he doesn't value you. He doesn't want to protect you. Uh-uh. So, set, <laughs> you guys, set boundaries far from the cliff edge, not at the cliff edge, meaning this, okay? If, like, don't, don't have your boundary. Just, like, no, we can only kiss for, like, 10 seconds. Like, uh, once we get to 11, that's a little too much, like, that's, that's probably setting the boundary right at the cliff. You're at the precipice, men. Okay, so set it farther away. Maybe be like, maybe we just like, for the first, I don't, I'm not going to tell you exactly what to do, but like, just using, just use wisdom. Maybe for the first three months, we, uh, once we get comfortable with each other, we only kiss on the cheek. I don't know. Like, be wise. Don't set boundaries right at the precipice, and then if you fail, you fall over the edge. Set it where if you you guys understand what I'm saying, okay? I'm not going to just beat a dead horse over here, but you guys understand what I'm saying. Um, I, want you to, I want you to understand the value of having uh, of good boundaries. It's this. By establishing and keeping boundaries, you are doing your brother or sister in Christ a favor by protecting their future spouse if you were to break up with who you are dating, okay? Like, if you're dating someone and you honor them, you date them in a healthy way, in a, in a holy way, you know, and you break up. You just so happen to break up. You do not have to have any shame or like weird guilt about like who that, you know, like who the person you broke up with is going to date next because you have honored that person. You have protected them and you can go up to whoever, some brother in Christ that starts dating that girl and be like, hey man, like I protected her. I honored her. I, I valued her. I valued her purity, man. And just like, that's just like, that's, that's amazing. That's like deeper than bro code. That's like Christ code. Okay, right there. Like that is like it's, it's a level deeper here. Um, <laughs> and so like do, that, that, that's a beautiful thing to think about, guys, that we can date in this room and we can maybe break up in this room. And like there's not just like all this horrible like hard feelings and just like brokenness and, and a lot of heart hurt and like hate amongst each other and and feelings of guilt and these things, that we can do it in a way that's healthy, holy, um, in a way that's honoring to each other. 
as believers in Christ. So let's do that. Let's, let's do it in, you know, if we don't make it to marriage, at least if we break up, let's do it in a way that's honoring. Amen? This is why we have boundaries, okay? Uh, I kind of got into this a little bit because I just couldn't help myself, but pacing the relationship uh, is, ne- our, is our next core big thing. So how do we date in a healthy and holy way? We set boundaries, which we talked about the three, which are spiritual, emotional, physical. And then next is we pace the relationship, okay? We must pace the relationship if we want to date in a healthy and holy way. Um, Think of it like this. If you're running a mile, you don't start at a 100-meter dash pace. You're not going to make it, brother, unless you're whatever, like the world record, not even the world record marathon runner uh, can do that, okay? So you need, if you're running a mile, run it at at a mile pace. Um, And let me explain that further. Understand what season of life you are in. Okay, this is key. Understand what season of life you are in as you start dating. If you are two freshmen in this room, okay, and you start dating in a God-centered, amazing, holy and healthy relationship, um, it would probably be wise of you to uh, pace your relationship for maybe like, maybe, you know, two or three years. Maybe we'll start like, after we graduate from college, we might start thinking of getting married uh, kind of thing. I'm not trying to like put a, put you in a box, but I'm just saying typically a freshman in college doesn't get married like within the, the, the year, you know, of dating someone that's another freshman in college. But um, understand maybe if you're senior in the room and you start dating another senior or someone further along, maybe a junior or something like that, maybe marriage is, clo- it's probably closer in your horizon, okay? I don't want to put boxes on you, but it's probably closer in, in the horizon. Um, and like if someone's like, to give you more context here, I think you're getting it. But like two people who have like been, you know, 30 years old, like establishing their careers and like whatever, like they they love Jesus and like they kind of meet and they're feeling like they're the right fit. Like they probably are going to be able to move a little bit faster than two freshmen that have just started dating and they also love Jesus. Like that's just just have have wisdom in, in that area. Um, okay, so take it slow, ease into relationships at a healthy pace. Understand what your pace could be, could look like, and should look like. Um, and that means having discussions with the person that you are go- are dating or would, yeah, are dating about like, what does this look like as, you know, okay, we, we made it through like the first six months of dating. Sweet, thumbs up. Maybe I should start thinking about this like marriage conversation or a future conversation, right? About like, okay, like what does it look like for you? Like, are you, um, and just talk about these things and, and be wise. I don't want to put a box in you, but you guys understand, pacing the relationship. Um, so, that's really all I have for pacing the relationship. Uh, really, all these boundaries, uh, we need, like, these boundaries help us in pacing the relationship in a wise way. The way of the world is this. You dive in headlong high, as fast and as furious as you can, okay? And then how many broken hearts and whatever, like, broken homes and XYZ have come from that way of doing things, you know? And so we want to ease into things. Okay, don't throw a brick on the gas pedal the moment you start dating lover lover. Okay, like be wise about how you date and the pacing of your relationship. So understand what season of life you're in. Sweet. Um, so let's talk about, um, sorry, I lost my, my uh, page here. Let's talk about this. What to do if you have crossed boundaries, right? Maybe you're in this room and you're in a dating relationship and you have crossed boundaries. Um, and, uh, like, what should we do if we have cross boundaries, Judah? Like, is there any way back kind of thing? Um, and I want to encourage you um, in the most loving and gracious way that God, man, his grace is sufficient for you. Um, and so there's, you know, but crossing boundaries, guys, we must take crossing boundaries seriously. If you set boundaries and you cross them, this is not a flippant thing. You and the person you're dating must take this seriously. Um, and so first of all, first and foremost, we have to fight hyper grace over each other. We, we talked about this in an earlier sermon, if you've been in Chi Alpha, um, but we talked about having godly sorrow for our sin. Because oftentimes when we cross boundaries, we're actually probably sinning, not all the time, but most of the time when we cross boundaries, we're sinning, okay? Especially those physical ones where we're lusting in our heart. Um, we must have godly sorrow over that, guys. We can't be okay with crossing boundaries. And because what that tells, what that tells you and the other person you're dating is that, you don't value each other enough to keep boundaries. You just you, you just want to take what you can get as fast as you can get it. You're not willing to wait for this person because they're not valuable enough. That's that's the message you're sending. 
And uh, I know you got you, you the heart of everyone in this room is that you do want to value the, the other person that you're dating. Um, and so fight hyper grace, have godly sorrow over it. Number two, repent. You must repent in a genuine way to the Lord and turn the other direction. This is what May, May and I did. We were kissing too much. We were making out too much, and I was lusting in my heart, okay? And, you know, we, we repented for that. I repented for that to the Lord. I'm just like, God, forgive me for lusting in my heart. Um, I, I, I want to protect and value the person I'm dating and not take what I can get from them and exploit them. So I, I, I had to repent for that and turn to the Lord, and he, he helped me to, to honor her in a better way. Three is ask for forgiveness, guys. Ask forgiveness, uh, first, of, first and foremost, uh, from the Lord, but also from the person you're dating if you've disrespected their boundaries, if you've maybe, you know, pushed things too far. Um, you know, ask for forgiveness in that, in that realm. John 1, 9, I love it. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive, our, forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That's important, guys. When we're asking for forgiveness, we need to understand that the Lord, what he does, he, he doesn't just forgive us, but he purifies us from all unrighteousness. Um, so there's never like, oh, I've gone too far. I, I, I can never come back. No, the Lord, he forgives and he purifies us from all unrighteousness. So I want to just encourage you in that. Um, and worship team, you can start to come up as well as I get into these next couple. Um, four is community confession. You guys tell your small group boys if you're struggling in your boundaries. Tell your small group ladies uh, girls, if you're struggling in your boundaries or if you've crossed boundaries or if you're living in a dating relationship that's not holy and healthy and honoring to God, tell them, confess that to them, ask for prayer from them. Ask, like, it's so helpful when you have accountability, when you have people asking about it. Hey, man, how, like, I, like, how are you doing in that dating, in your dating relationship? How are your boundaries? Do you have any boundaries in general? And uh, having a person that's a little farther along in their walk with Jesus, man, that's super helpful. Um, as well as just, it, it's, uh, there's, some, there's some sort of, you know, healing that, that happens when you bring it to brothers in Christ. And they can just pray over you and, and uh, mourn with you in that way and, and pray healing over you as well. So uh, community confession is important if you cross boundaries. Five is identity. You are a child of God. You are not your past mistakes. You are not uh, what that boy who crossed, who crossed boundaries and exploited you. You're not what, what he says you are. Um, you're not, like, you are a child of God. You are a daughter of the Most High. You are a son of the Most High. And uh, that's important for us to understand, guys. Like, we are not our past mistakes. And so I love, I love Romans 5, 8 because it really just, like, it assures me that, man, even in, in the deepest, darkest place, like, God was just, man, he still, he still loved me even in that place. It says this, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So guys, even when you're in, maybe in your past you've been in some very unhealthy relationships and you've crossed a lot of boundaries, um, did you know that the Lord, even in the place where you felt your farthest from him, the Lord in that place, man, he died on the cross for you because he loves you and he wants to redeem you guys. Like your stories and your past mistakes, like he wants to redeem you and he wants to help you to help others not make those same mistakes, Okay. Um, and so let the Lord redeem those things. Let the Lord heal those things. If you haven't let him maybe touch some of those areas of your heart before, some maybe boundaries that have been crossed, some, some hurtful things that have been said to you, or emo deep emotional things that have happened in past relationships, don't hide that from the Lord. Let him come and let him heal you. Because it says in Psalm 147.3, he, being God, heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Did you know that the Lord tonight, he wants to heal you if you've crossed boundaries, he wants to encourage you to set boundaries and to live a holy and to live in a holy way, in a healthy way. Whether you're single or whether you're dating, whether you're engaged or whether you're married, he wants you to live in a way that is holy and honoring to him and to others. And so you guys can bow your heads and close your eyes as I just ask a couple questions here as we close. So I'll talk about two different things here. First is for um for the single person or for the uh, people currently dating in the room. Um, and you are in this room and you, you see the value now of maybe why you should make boundaries or why you should start to operate in some boundaries. And whether it's your future dating relationship or a current dating relationship, if you're, if you're in this room and the, the Lord has kind of convicted you to start making some boundaries of your own in your own life, would you raise your hands 
the Lord's kind of just started to convict you to start to make some boundaries in that dating relationship or just start to make them in general. Start, remember, considering these things, considering wise things. Yes, thank you guys. You can put your hands down. Next is uh, maybe you're in this room and in past relationships, you've really crossed some boundaries or people have crossed your boundaries and, and you felt hurt and you felt exploited. Um, and you're in this room and you just need healing from the Lord. You need him to restore uh, restore you and just restore that uh, and purify you from all unrighteousness and forgive you for those things. If that's you, would you raise your hand if you're in this room? And yes, that's awesome, guys. Thank you for your honesty. I appreciate you. You can put your hands down. So I'm going to pray um, over us. All altar team, you can come on up at this time, but I'll pray over all of us like this as we get into a time of just healing and praying over each other. I'm going to pray like this. Hey, Lord, thank you just for being in this room and teaching us about what it looks like to live in a way that is holy and honoring to you in the context of dating relationships. God, I pray that you would start to speak specific things that you'd like people to start setting boundaries in, Lord. Maybe there's some in some, maybe there's some lax boundaries being crossed, Lord. Would you just put a deep conviction in everyone's hearts tonight to live in a healthy and holy way so that we can protect each other, Lord, because we value each other as the body of Christ. Lord, I want to pray for people in this room that have had their boundaries crossed and have felt exploited and hurt and brokenhearted. Jesus, would you start to bring healing, as it says in Psalm 147? Would you start to heal them, Jesus? Lord, would you also start to purify them from all unrighteousness by them just repenting and saying, Lord, I give that to you. I don't want to live in that way anymore. I want to live holy, and I want to honor you with my body and with my emotions and with my spirit. So Jesus, would you do that? Would you start to heal things? Would you, would you help people to open up for, you know, maybe for the first time of some hurtful things that have happened in their past? And Jesus, would they get someone to pray over them? And Lord, I know that you want to heal people in this room and that you really love everyone in this room. So would they just get healing and get prayer tonight from you, Jesus, I pray. In your mighty name, amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope it blessed you and encouraged you to make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. If you'd like to connect with us, you can head to undkialpha.com.